the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. White House National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan says that's when Russia might invade Ukraine. Launching a conflict, he says, would come at an enormous human cost. Senior Advisor to President Biden appearing on Fox News today, offering the stark warning the day after U.S. officials confirmed that Russia has assembled at least 70% of the military firepower it intends to have in place by mid-month giving President Vladimir Putin the option of launching a full-scale invasion. Meantime, members of the 82nd Airborne landing in Poland today. They'll be stationed about 60 miles from the Polish border with Ukraine, which is on the other side of the Russian-Ukraine border where the trouble might begin. And Democratic Senator Joe Manchin has endorsed Republican colleague Lisa Murkowski for re-election. He's crossing party lines to back the incumbent from Alaska. This is SRN News. Bad decisions limit future options. Make enough bad decisions and you destroy your life. Listen to The Flotline with your host Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. The Flotline describes a main line of resistance in your soul, built on God's Word. Join us every Sunday for 30 minutes of inspiration, motivation, education, all without manipulation. The Flotline with Rick Hughes every Sunday morning at 7.30 here on AM 1280 The Patriot. Our February regular book of the month is Bully of Asia, Why China's Dream is the New Threat to World Order by Stephen W. Mosier. What can we do? Learn more in Bully of Asia. Sign up to win a copy at the Freedom Fan Club at am1280thepatriot.com. Regnery Publishing is a division of Salem Media Group. Your forecast for today, we're looking at a slight chance of snow and a high of 22 with a low of negative 2 for tonight. Tomorrow, mostly sunny and a high of 19 with a low of 12. Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded. Views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T-3, 2, 1. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan, here is the closer, Brad Carlson. AM 1280 The Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another edition of the broadcast we'd like to call The Closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take a phone call, 651-289-4488. If you'd like to weigh in via Twitter, feel free to do so. Just use hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show, hashtag NarnShow for any comments or questions. And as always, we appreciate you tuning in. Uh, this is the first Sunday since uh, August, I guess, maybe, uh, where there's no NFL football. Uh, obviously, the big game is next week, Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl, what's it, 56? Super Bowl 56 is next week. And then the uh, NFL season will be done until the following summer. So uh, I have a... I have a feeling that you know a lot of my listeners, you know, who are Vikings fans, didn't tune in live because a lot of times when the Vikings, well, when the, whenever the Vikings had a noon start, obviously uh, I would be on the air from one until three, and the Vikings games typically go from noon until three. So, for those of you who've been indulging in Vikings games most of the season and are coming back to check out the broadcast, welcome. Good to have you back again. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. That's the number to call. Uh, we are also up and running on the live stream on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So just go to uh, Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and um, leave a comment or question there in that comment section as well. I do want to get to some local news this hour, and then we've got some uh, more national headlines that we'll get to in the second hour. 
But uh, I'd like to hear from you if you went to uh, the precinct, your precinct caucus this past Tuesday. Uh, it was a from all uh, indications are it was a uh, it was a pretty good turnout. Uh, this is uh, from what I understand turnout uh, was uh, or at least sixteen thousand people voted in the straw poll. Now that's the most votes in a caucus since two thousand ten. Okay, and that was the last time where Republicans had a almost. Uh, or the closest they've come to winning a statewide race in quite some time when uh, then Tom Emmer, who ended up being the Republican candidate for governor, barely lost to Mark Dayton. It was like less than a point. I think it was like 0.5%. So what this means, who's to say? But uh, Scott Jensen was the clear winner of the straw poll this past Tuesday uh, for Republican gubernatorial candidates uh, at Governor or uh, Sen- former Senator Jensen received thirty eight percent of the votes. Again, there were about sixteen thousand votes cast. Second place was so far back; it, it really doesn't even matter. Uh, Paul Gazelka, for the record, fourteen percent. That was second place. I mean, Governor. Um, I keep calling him Governor Jensen. I know a lot of his supporters are hoping for that. Doctor Jensen. Uh, <laughs> again, that's uh, you know that's not the candidate whom I'm supporting. I don't. I don't typically tip my hand whom I'm supporting, but like I've said on this broadcast, it's hard for my wife and me to be impartial, uh, given that uh, Senator Michelle Benson and her husband Craig are f- personal friends of ours. And so, obviously, those uh, Senator Benson, whom we're supporting, uh, she finished dead last, 7%, even uh, slightly behind undecided. That is, wow, that was a shock. She's done very well, consistently done well in straw polls at the various candidate forums. She's always been, uh, she's either won a a straw poll at the candidate forums or finished in second place. So she's been consistently right there. But now when when, uh, the rubber meets the road at the precinct caucus, dead last. Wow. Um, What to glean from that? Well, I've got a few thoughts on that. Well, first of all, to state the obvious, there's no spinning this. Dr. Jensen is clear. Clearly, the front runner in the Republican field. There's just no getting around that. And, you know, he's had the advantage of of having been in the longest. I mean, he declared his candidacy about last year at this time. So he's been running for a year. He's had that head start, but he's raised an awful lot of money. Okay, definitely the top fundraiser. And a lot of it has come from small donors. And being a physician and being very outspoken about COVID-19 and vaccines, uh, there have been a lot of people who have gravitated towards his candidacy because he's not wild about lockdowns. He's spoken out against vaccines. Now, some people have dubbed him an anti-vaxxer, and and the DFL is primed and ready to use a lot of those sound bites against him that make him sound like an anti-vaxxer. And I don't believe that's the case. And again, I say this as someone who is not a supporter of Dr. Jensen. But again, he's going to have plenty, ample opportunity to explain himself at the candidate forums going forward. And then, of course, the Minnesota Republican uh, State Convention takes place in mid-May down in Rochester, where uh, delegates will have a chance to endorse candidates. But here, here's, you know, again, he had a good night, no doubt about it. But what does this mean for endorsement at the state convention. I mean, you look at this, say, well, it was a bunch of Republicans who voted for him in straw poll, so that's just going to translate to a big win down at the endorsing convention. Well, not necessarily. Uh, Brian Boxed of, uh, of NPR News put together a tweet kind of going back in the history of some of these straw polls. Uh, 2018, straw poll had just shy of 11,000 votes, and it was won by Jeff Johnson, and he became the eventual nominee. Uh, he also won. He was also uh, endorsed at the endorsing convention. But there's a big asterisk next to that because his prime, his uh, main uh, Republican opponent, Tim Pawlenty, didn't really vie for the Republican uh, or the endorsement at the convention. He was going to take it to primary all the way, and he did. And Jeff Johnson ended up winning the primary as well. Uh, 2014, uh, the straw poll had just over 14,000 votes. Marty Seifert won that one. But Johnson, Jeff Johnson, won, was endorsed at the state convention and won the primary. 2010, 
just shy of 20,000 votes. Okay, that was a big Republican red wave year because, of course, that was the first midterm in the first uh, four years of uh, Barack Obama's president. Marty Seifert won that straw poll, but Tom Ember ended up winning the endorsement. Marty Seifert abided by the endorsement, and uh, obviously Ember uh, was the general election candidate, came came within like 0.5% of being governor. And Brian even takes it all the way back to 2002. The straw poll had just over 16,000 votes, similar to the numbers that we saw this past Tuesday. Uh, Brian Sullivan was actually won that straw poll, uh, but Tim Pawlenty was later endorsed at a uh, marathon convention and in November was elected governor. So I say all this to say those who were casting votes at our at precinct caucus, a lot of them just go there to just vote in the straw poll. They really all aren't about state party business or caucusing or or that sort of thing. They just want to cast a vote, almost as if we're making the case for a primary, aren't we? Hmm. But anyways, I digress. So a lot, from what I understand from a, from a lot of people, their different caucuses was people came to vote for Dr. Jensen. A lot of them had never attended caucuses before. Now, that's a good thing. We want to draw in as many new people to the process as possible. We may not like the process, but it's what we're working with right now. So drawing a bun- in a bunch of new people, many of whom were obviously enthusiastic about Scott Jensen's candidacy, that's a good thing. But the problem is a lot of them, they weren't about you know doing the business, staying the whole night. They wanted to cast their vote and, and move on. Now, are these people going to go to their BPOU conventions coming up soon? And at your, our BPOU conventions, that's where the delegates are selected to go to the state convention and thus vote to endorse a gubernatorial candidate. Now, this is just anecdotal, but from what I heard of, from a lot of different people at their respective caucuses, a lot of folks just showed up cast their vote for the straw poll, and moved on with life. And obviously didn't stay around to even be elected as a delegate to their BPOU convention. And if they're not going to the BPOU convention, well, then obviously they're not going to have an opportunity to be selected as a delegate to the state Republican convention. So while Dr. Jensen cleaned up well on, on caucus night, this doesn't necessarily mean that he's the favorite going into the state convention. Now, he may end up being endorsed, who's to say? But he's been one of the few candidates who has definitively said, yeah, I will abide by the endorsement. He just says, I plan on winning it, which tells me if he's not the endorsed candidate, no way he's going to abide. In fact, I'll take it a step further. I'm I, This is my own personal prediction. If he does not get the endorsement at the Republican Party of Minnesota state convention in mid-May down in Rochester, he will go to a primary. He's ra- he's been in this too long, this ra- this particular race too long. He's raised too much money to just say, yeah, I'm 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 abiding by the endorsement. The the uh party delegates have spoken. I'm I'm moving on. No, he's going to go to a primary because he's already been reaching out to you know, reaching across the aisle to Republican elected officials to speak at some meetings at and gatherings that he's been hosting, and and uh, he'd reach across the aisle to some DFLers. Okay, most notably, he was he drew some shrapnel for uh, inviting John Thompson to speak at one of his gatherings. John Thompson, the embattled uh, DFL uh, House Rep from St. Paul, and a lot of people were critical of that, and how. Dr. Jensen was touting the fact that a lot of people who typically vote Democrat or a good, not a lot, but a good number of people who vote Democrat have vowed to, to vote for him in the upcoming election. And a lot of Republican activists were pitching a fit over that. Well, I hate to break it to you, but a Republican has not won a statewide election since 2006. And that was when Governor Plenty won re-election, and he barely won re-election. So that stands to reason you're going to need to draw in more than just Republicans. You can only squeeze so many more Republicans out of Wright County and Carver County, okay, where the the vast number of these are 
strong, these are Republican strongholds. Even in kind of my general neck of the woods, it, it definitely leans Republican. There's only so many Republicans you can get. You're going to have to appeal to independents and maybe even a few disaffected Democrats. That's just a fact of life. So if, if Scott Jensen is, is drawing fire for, for that, for reaching out to those who typically vote Democrat, I, I'm not sure that's the best tactic to go about. So, again, uh, a lot can happen between now and the convention, but as we've seen uh, from this past Tuesday, you know, Dr. Jensen has definitely made some significant inroads. And, he, you know, he's been on national TV because he's been a physician who has decried the COVID lockdowns, and COVID mandates, and vaccine mandates. Okay, even uh, has questioned the vaccine itself. Okay, and a lot of people are accusing him of, of spreading COVID misinformation. And it's like, well, he's a physician. You know, shouldn't we listen to his perspective, or uh, is it only the perspective of uh, the preferred talking points that are taking place at the national level, National Institute of Health, CDC? I mean, isn't that what science is? Okay, looking at all facts and evidence and data. But I again, I digress. So there you have it. Uh, Dr. Jensen definitely has a lot of momentum going forward. Uh, we'll definitely be curious to see what happens uh, at the uh, at the state convention. Again, um, I know that uh, both uh, senators, current senators in the race, Senators Benson and Gazalka, had said they're going to abide by the endorsement. Uh, Mayor Mike Murphy out of uh, Lexington has also said he was going to abide by the endorsement. Uh, I, doc, I don't recall Dr. Sean Kendall Qualls, the candidate for him. I was, I was at, I, it appeared that they were going to abide by it. Don't, again, don't want to speak out of turn. That's not the case. But like I said, uh, I'll just say this. If, if somehow Dr. Jensen does not get the endorsement at the mid-May convention, he's, he's definitely taking it to uh, an August primary. And the DFL is already putting together video montages uh, making Dr. Jensen look like an anti-vaxxer. So you can tell that they've definitely set their sights on him. And early polling indicates that uh, Governor Tim Walls is beatable. He, he is absolutely beatable uh, in the upcoming race. Uh, early polls indicate that uh, Scott Jensen is, the, is his most formidable competition. And I think uh, as of right now, uh, Governor Walls holds like a three-point lead. Over, over Scott Jensen, so that's well within the margin of error. So you can understand why he's uh, definitely drawing fire from the DFL at this very early stages, given what's happened at uh, caucus night in particular. 651-289-4488, that's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show. And we also have the live stream up and going at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. Check us out there as well. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the sculpture garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Stream AM 1280 The Patriot at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Hi, I'm Ben Hageman. I own American Pressure with my brother. Being family-owned and operated has allowed us to be very nimble and plan for demand and growth. Yes, we have machines and accessories on the shelf, with more arriving every day. We focus on delivering value by offering a full range of pressure washers and steam cleaners, and we are looking forward to taking care of our customers for years to come. Give us a call at 763-521-4442. American Jane came to Robbinsdale Women's Center, excited to be pregnant, but she was being pressured by her boyfriend to abort. She wasn't sure she could do it on her own. When she heard the heartbeat and saw her baby, she knew she had to find a way. Through parenting classes and community resources at RWC, she received the help that she needed to choose life. Hi, I'm Eva. I'm one of the nurse sonographers at Robbinsdale Women's Center. I have the privilege of showing women their babies on ultrasound for the first time. Last year, 279 women at risk of aborting their babies instead chose life. Our goal at Robbinsdale Women's Center is to give accurate information on all pregnancy choices. All services are provided at no cost with no government funding. We rely on people like you who value women and their unborn babies. Since 1992, thousands of babies have been given the gift of life. 
Your donation to RWC will help save babies. Visit rwcinfo.org to donate. That's rwcinfo.org. If you want the best rate for your mortgage, look no further than American Financing, America's home for home loans. Whether it's a lower rate, access to cash, or even a new home purchase, they've got you covered, helping you save up to $1,000 a month. No pressure, no upfront fees. Call 800-777-8109 or visit AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, I've got a math question for you. When you add tolerance, subtract prejudice, and multiply efforts to treat one another with respect, what do you get? Less division. And school sports have it down to a science. Looking for an example of what can happen when we realize there's more that unites us than divides us? Look no further than high school sports in Minnesota. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Hey, welcome back. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. As always, we appreciate you tuning in. And again, we have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. And our good friend and uh, Northern Alliance Radio Network colleague, Mitch Berg, uh, weighs in on a couple of points I made, uh, pointing out that if the DFL and media hadn't put the phony uh, GOP moderate Tom Horner into the race, we'd have had eight years of Emmer. This was, of course, back in 2010 when Tom Emmer was the general election candidate. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tom, uh, Tom Horner siphoned off a good, uh, good chunk of the votes, no doubt about that. And I also like to point out it would have been complete Republican control in St. Paul at least in 2011 and 2012. So uh, imagine what could have got done in those two years. Uh, dare to dream, dare to dream. And Mitch likes to point out once the Bears are out of contention, we just wait for pitchers and catchers to report. That's Mitch's way of saying, uh, you know, the Bear, with the Bears aren't in the Super Bowl, he uh, couldn't di- couldn't give two squats about it, which is why he will be in here for me next Sunday, uh, filling in for me on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. So uh, I know those of you who uh, typically tune into my show also listen to Mitch's show on Saturdays as well. So you get an opportunity of a uh, full weekend of uh, Mitch next weekend. Yeah, we got a few things going on next weekend we'll definitely promote. Uh, I do want to get to Mark's call. Mark is on line one calling from St. Louis Park. Uh, Mark, always good to hear from you, sir. How are you? Brad, as always, thanks for taking the call. And by, just a quick uh I was at a care about a Highway 100 once in Singles Park, and Tom Horner was sitting at the table across from me. I, was, I literally wanted to take my coffee and splash it in his face. <laughs> Understandable. I'll never forgive him for what he did. So yeah. Mitch Berg is spot on. By the way, thanks Mitch to Mitch Berg for effortlessly uh, emceeing the Thursday night event, which I was at. And uh, it, it was really great. Uh, it was a tea party event at Mitch emceed. And uh, uh, real quick about Jensen. I have a couple of uh, questions I asked for, 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 for uh, Mr. Jensen, and he was at the last two events in Hamill and the one uh, that Mitch emceed. Uh, I'd like to note, ask Mr. Jensen, why did you grovel to admitted scuffle at John Thompson, who was banished from the party that coddles criminals for his opinion on solving out-of-control crime? Right. Was it because Thompson has an extensive background that makes him an expert? Well, what, what got me thinking about that was what would uh, Jensen have done as governor if he had seen the third precinct building burning? Would he have uh, asked his top aides, should we talk to the arsonists to get their opinion on what to do? So that concerns me. Sure. And it's the second time in a row, Dr. Jensen, second time in a row, I've seen him, says we need the independent vote. So does that mean he's pulling wealth independence or what Republican – principles that he's going to sacrifice to get the independent vote and he hasn't specifically stated that right. and he's an admitted flip-flopper you can tell i'm not a jensen fan but i'm not uh, either. Like your opinion on that yeah yeah well uh mark if you want to stay on the line we can we can definitely chat about that well 
my my thing is, you know, with the John Thompson uh, situation, yeah, I, I that that's not the best optics because, to your point, John Thompson was uh, ousted by his own caucus, the DFL caucus, uh, given everything that has gone on with his activities. We don't need to rehash that, but uh, perhaps he still has influence within his specific community, and he, you know what, say what you. Yeah, I'm not going to defend John Thompson on some of the things that have happened, but he was spot on when a lot of DFLers like Tim Walls, like the Progressive Caucus, Ilhan Omar, uh, those individuals in 2018 endorsed David Hutchinson for Hennepin County Sheriff. Yet when David Hutchinson had his issues with his drunk driving and lied about being the driver and also was going at a high rate of speed, but before all that came out, uh, none of those people asked for his resignation, but they were quick to they were quick to ask for John Thompson's resignation for all of the things that he engaged in. Which I'm not saying they were wrong, but why weren't they asking for David Hutchinson's resignation? Uh, I think yeah. Well, that's an issue with those other characters you just mentioned. Yeah. So my my point is, I'm is not going to absolve John Thompson. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. yeah no, sorry. I'm just saying my point is John Thompson was correct. It's just like. You know, it's it's politically convenient to you know ask for my, for my resignation, but why not why not uh, why not Sheriff Hutchinson? You know what? Okay. So yeah, Got that yes. that's that's the po- and so point, he was spot yes. on there. On that one point, yes, I agree. But the optics, I, I just thought were just awful. Convert, convert, conversing with him on how to solve this crime problem when the guy has a multitude level multitude number of offenses sure we're talking we're talking assaults on women we can go on and on oh, yeah. and on so that, Not- that that really in fear infuriated me but you know i just uh i don't think i was the only one yeah i can't i can't i can't defend that but at the end of the day it's like uh i think we can if you surveyed some people who are voting who've regularly voted democrat or who are independent they're there those voters not necessarily John Thompson, but those voters are there to be had without having, in my opinion, to sacrifice principles because these voters live in these areas where there is high crime. I mean, Mark, where you live in St. Louis Park, I have a feeling that they vote predominantly DFL, and that some of that some of those incidents got a little too close to home, and they oh, saw was- how the DFL reacted to this and handled the situation. So, would you agree that they could possibly be had? And if so, how do we reach out to them? They are had. There's three carjackings within a three block span of yeah. uh, not too far from where I live, mm-hmm. and at my caucus, several new members, every one of them ended up voting for Jensen. Okay. So that's true. The, the, the new the people who came for the first time all voted for Jensen. Yeah, and he's the he's the big name uh, out there because he's been in the race for a year. He's been on Fox News, Laura Ingram shows multiple yeah. times. So, yeah, he's got the name recognition. That was the advantage that he started to build. And, of course, the fundraising has been phenomenal, and it's been small donors. I mean, there aren't a lot of big-buck donors that are going to uh, run to Scott Jensen. In fact, it's, it's the exact opposite, given uh, some of his uh, uh, opinions on uh, on vaccines and, and man- COVID mandates and, and whatever else. So, yeah, he's, he's very formidable. But, like I say, what I'm hearing, and I don't know if you experience this, this at your caucus, Mark, is a lot of people came to vote for him and didn't stay around to do caucus business. Therefore, they weren't even elected to be delegates to their BPOU, which means they won't be going to the state convention. So that's going to be a different lot of delegates. Will it be, will they still vote to endorse Scott Jensen? I don't know the answer to that, but it'll be, I'll be curious to see that. I don't know if you experienced that at your caucus or not, Mark. Can I ask you, Brad, are, was it more important, I, I guess, maybe to to win this time? We haven't won in twenty some odd years statewide race. Right. If it's okay that he deviates on some conservative principles, is that probably uh, is that uh, probably the goal right now? Just just to win, get get someone in the governor's office. If even if he does deviate on some conservative principles, he's a, he has a he has a background of. Flip-flopping. Yeah, th- thanks for the call, Mark. We appreciate it. Um, we only got about a minute left, so sorry, I have to let you go. But I would just say this. The Republicans need to hang on to the Senate, and they only need to flip uh, three, four seats? Four seats in the House to get control of the House. So there's your answer, whether Jensen's uh, going to sacrifice some principles or not. If you got Republicans in both chambers, 
You can drag him to the right and and keep a check on him. And my biggest concern, and I know Mitch has echoed, obviously, these concerns, is a stance on the guns, where he was a co-author of, I believe, the Red Flag Bill before he got so much heat that he eventually dropped his name from it. And now, when he's at these candidate forums, he's talking about supporting Stand Your Ground and constitutional carry, which is a mega swing to the, the other way of the pendulum. So um, I, I, I guess I can't speak for Dr. Jensen on if he's willing to sacrifice some Republican principles, if he even had 100% Republican principles. But get the House and the Senate for Republicans, and then you drag him to the right. Uh, I think that's the tactic to take. Brad Carlson, The Closer, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Catch up on the latest news and information affecting Minnesota's great outdoors with Outdoor News Radio. We talk hunting, fishing, and natural resources in the great state of Minnesota every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. Joining me, Rob Jerislein, our guest like bow hunting expert, Tony Peterson, professional anglers like Tackle Terry Tuma and Tim Lesmeister, and nature gurus like the bird chick, Sharon Staler. Join us for Outdoor News Radio. Every Sunday morning at 8 on our sister station, Freedom 1570. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most, right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Do you suffer from sharp shooting, aching neck, or back pain? Have you found yourself discouraged because the only solutions you've been offered to treat your pain or disc injuries are medications, injections, or surgery? Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center has a time-tested, proven track record of treating spine and nerve injuries from acute and chronic bulge discs, herniated discs, and pinched nerves. Their non-invasive, non-surgical decompression techniques have helped hundreds of patients get relief from debilitating neck and back pain caused by disc injuries. If you're ready to reclaim your health, contact Abundant Life Chiropractic Health and Injury Center in Chanhassen. They're here to help you. As an AM 1280 The Patriot listener, you receive a special $49 Get Acquainted offer. That's a $250 value for just $49. Go to AbundantLifeChiropractor.com to schedule your full disc and spinal workup. That's AbundantLifeChiropractor.com. Do your employees love their commute to the office? With working space changes, your office site can be either a sore spot or a huge bonus to an employee. Centerpoint of Mendota Heights gives you an advantage. It's conveniently located near major roadways, has a park-like setting near the Mississippi River close to walking and biking trails, with great lunch spots nearby. This eight-building, single-story business campus features free parking, customizable office space with no shared common areas, enhanced air purification systems, separate utility meters, and private restrooms. Amazing! Center Point of Mendota Heights is the ultimate in business convenience. You and your employees have an easy commute to this centralized location near Minneapolis and St. Paul with accessibility to MSP Airport. Center Point of Mendota Heights is locally owned and managed. An ideal place for a business looking for a value-forward move. Their mission is to support local business owners like you. Learn more by visiting escapetomendota.com. That's escapetomendota.com. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Was a good friend of mine. Northern Alliance Radio Network. It's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. For any comments or questions, as always, we appreciate you tuning in, uh, talking uh, Minnesota politics. Um, we got... I got uh, we appreciate Mark from St. Louis Park calling in, as always, last segment. Uh, my point I was trying to bring up is, uh, you know, John Thompson called out uh, DFLers that were so supportive of David Hutchinson for his candidacy for Hennepin County Sheriff in 2018, yet those same people that were supportive of David Hutchinson, as well as John Thompson's candidacy. I mean, Tim Walls endorsed John Thompson for, for House in 2020. Uh, despite the fact, you know, he had gone up to 
uh, then Minneapolis Police uh, Union had Bob Kroll's home uh, and shouted obscenities in the middle street and protested outside of his house. Okay. Um, they didn't give up. I mean, didn't uh, withdraw the endorsement after that. My point, my point in bringing that up was, is that there is an opportunity there within the black community to reach out to black voters, which Scott Jensen obviously was trying to do. And people were asking, what are the other Republican candidates doing to, to, to reach out? I know, uh, you know, my preferred candidate, uh, Senator Michelle Benson has been, uh, collaborating a little bit with a friend of the broadcast, Reverend Tim Christopher, who has you know an outreach ministry in North Minneapolis, and you know has been collaborating with him a little bit. And I don't know what kind of impact that has, but but that's the whole point. You have to start making inroads in some of the, in these in these urban areas, you know, where let's face it, a lot of the black voters reside. And so my point in bringing that up is. You know, there is opportunity there because you know a lot of the black voters who continue to rubber stamp DFLers in office, they don't feel like that they're getting uh, what they're voting for or were, or were promised. You know, I mean, you know, again, I use Reverend Christopher as an example. I remember a couple of years ago he went up to Hibbing when uh, before there was even a session going on. Uh, the, one of the committees, one of the Senate committees, were holding a hearing on gun control and Reverend Christopher went all the way up to Hibbing and basically said, you know, Tim Walls promised us one Minnesota. Tim Walls lied. We're not getting one Minnesota. So uh, I appreciate all of the uh, candidates reaching out, but they're, they're saying, look, here's what we have to offer. Here are the issues where we can come together. We're not, you know, they don't have Republicans don't necessarily have to sacrifice their principles, but one area where they can speak on, that I think will appeal to urban voters and first and first ring suburban voters. Okay, Mark just alluded to the fact that crime's getting out there in the suburbs. I mean, we've been hearing about it. we've been hearing about carjackings in Edina in in, in St. Louis Park where where Mark resides. Now we're hearing about property crimes in Orono, Orono. So there's opportunity there, no doubt about it. Uh, is that Carl Anthony Towns on line one? Seriously. Okay, I'm just seeing Cat and Edina. I'm, I see it in capital letters. I think Cat. I think Carl Anthony Towns. But Cat uh, and Edina on line one. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. Hi. I I have heard um, you speaking before about the political situation, oh, and I'd like to ask you a question about. Um, I don't remember that you talked from what I've heard. Anything about McStanick getting in at the very end, kind of um, just before the caucuses? Yeah. And wondered if what your opinion is, you know, with all the carjackings and stuff you're talking about, if he could be a law and order candidate. He's very impressive. He's, you know, a big size person. I think that helps when you had uh, Ventura going against Norm Coleman. Uh, so he could stand for the safety that we need here in Edina. The women around here are feeling very unsafe. Sure. Obviously. And then the other um, uh, question I had, too, is that. We had been hearing about um, Kendall Qualls getting in and being a black voter, a black person would get some of the black vote. And then they had done some polling, I understand, at least on a letter I got, saying that of all the candidates in the race, he was the one that polled better against Walls. Uh, and then uh, we also heard the debate with Michelle uh, Benson speaking there, and both my son and I thought she did a wonderful job. Now I'm thinking what your opinion is about, well, how about women governor like uh, some of the other states with women governors. So I think anyone but Walls, actually, right now, but we need to know someone who can win. Right. Scott Jensen uh, has so, so much baggage, you know, with the Second Amendment and some other things. Sure. Um, so what is your opinion about those three? I know you like Michelle Benson for, like, a woman governor, a black governor, or the law and order. You know, what do you think about that as far as what the voters would go for? Yeah, thanks, Pat. We appreciate it. Um, I know uh, Blois Olson in his Morning Take uh, newsletter uh, this past Wednesday pointed out that uh, right now uh, the the gubernatorial race is tiding. Scott Jensen is the uh, most formidable. And as I alluded to earlier, uh, the uh, uh, KSTP Survey USA poll indicated that Scott Jensen trails Tim Walls by three points, 43% to 40 So... Right now, at least, he's most formidable. And what's even most significant about that is Jensen tra- trailed by as many as 12 points in December. 
So you're talking closing the gap nine points in just two months. So that's huge. Uh, Paul Gazelka, uh, uh, this surprises me. He uh, he's uh, trails the governor in this uh, survey by only five points, whereas it was a 13-point gap between Walls and Gazelka in December. Again, I, I, I indicated my preferred gubernatorial candidate is, is Michelle Benson. And, yeah, female governor in the Midwest, I mean, that's not foreign to the Midwest. I mean, you got Christy Noem and next door uh, South Dakota and Kim Reynolds uh, down south in Iowa and Rebecca Clayfish, who was Governor Walker's lieutenant governor in Wisconsin. She's running to be the Republican candidate to oppose uh, Tony Evers, the current Democrat governor in Wisconsin. So what what a coup that would be to have four female governors in this five state area, North and South Dakota, Iowa, Wisconsin and Minnesota. That would be that would be incredible. And you'd see a lot of DFL heads explode. So maybe that's another serendipity. <laughs> but I'm glad you brought up Rich Stanick because I did write about this at bradcarlson.org. Uh, given the fact that uh, crime and public safety, they are typically important issues to voters. But this cycle, as in 2020, they're even more salient because violent crime continues to increase at an alarming rate. I mean, uh, our previous callers have alluded to carjackings in the suburbs. There was, again, reports of, of property crime in Orono, which is very upper crust. Uh, you could argue that the summer of 2020 in Minneapolis was was the bellwether for that escalation in increased crime when you're talking about crime in, in large metropolitan areas all over the country, but particularly in Minneapolis and, and its first ring suburbs. So uh, I think just from that standpoint, Stanek's candidacy, that'll garner significant attention, despite the fact he's such a late entrant in the race. I mean, yeah, like like Pat talked about, uh, got in just before caucuses. So we really don't know uh, how his candidacy is going to is going to resonate. That'll be interesting to see. And and, it, and that's not and that's not the only issue where he you know obviously had, have some strength or at least be able to uh, weigh in on because he was an elected member of the House of Representatives I think in the mid nineties to the early two thousands. I think he served three or four terms. In the Minnesota House, so he's been a state legislator before, in addition to working in law enforcement. So, uh, the one advantage I think Stanek has over the other candidates is the fact that he's won votes, a majority or at least a plurality of votes, in Hennepin County because he was uh, elected uh, sheriff in that in that county multiple times, and then barely lost this past election cycle or in 2018. I think he lost by 2,000 votes to Sheriff David Hutchinson, who's an embattled sheriff, and he announced this past week he's not seeking re-election. I'll get to that story if I if I have an opportunity. So that's the advantage he has. Obviously, you know, with the law enforcement background and public safety and crime being very big issues, yeah, those are right in his wheelhouse, plus the fact that he's won a plurality of votes in races in Hennepin County. I don't know if he ever got a majority or not, but he's obviously Again, been elected sheriff multiple times in Hennepin County, so that's an advantage he would have over all of the candidates. So whether that translates or resonates uh, among the GOP electorate, I guess, remains to be seen. He got in the race so late, but because crime is such a big issue, uh, I think that uh, he maybe could overcome that. But again, we'll, we'll, we'll certainly wait and see. Uh, can't emphasize enough with, with Scott Jensen's fundraising hall, plus his big name, uh, being you know, because he is such a big name, and as such, the DFL is focusing a lot of their fire upon him. Uh, he's definitely still the front runner for the uh, foreseeable future. I do need to take a break real quick, but we want to get to another call on line one. Alan in Plymouth. Alan, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yeah, I was at caucuses, and the mayor of Plymouth came in and talked to us about a uh, police chase they had. Guy, guy stole a car. The police chased him, but then backed off for safety reasons. And then the city of Minnetonka police picked him up, took him downtown, and uh, DA let him. They asked him, "Why did you let the guy go?" And the DA told him that they didn't chase him far enough. That was the reason the DA gave. The problem is, is I don't think we have a candidate, for, conservative candidate for DA in Hennepin County. What do you know? You know anything about that? Are you talking for uh, for Hennepin County Attorney specifically? 
that office? Yeah. I, yeah, yeah Mike, Mike Freeman's position. Okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, thanks for the call, Alan. I, I do not. I don't know of any conservative candidate. I know uh, Tinky Winky, a.k.a. Uh, House Majority Leader Ryan Winkler, is running for uh, that position. It seems to be another big name got in the race, and I can't remember off the top of my head who. But as far as a conservative candidate, that I don't know of. Uh, I don't know if there is any. I'd have to look into that. But um, I live in Anoka County, so I don't pay as close attention to Hennepin County. Obviously, that's uh, going to be an important race because, well, you know, I go through Hennepin County and occasionally stop through there, you know. But uh, uh, that I don't know, Alan. That's a great question. I'll have to uh, look that up, do some research. Maybe one of our other listeners can weigh in via Twitter or on the Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page on our live stream. But the uh, short answer is I, I do not know, but appreciate the call nonetheless. One final segment this hour with me, Brad Carlson, 651-289-4488. That is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NARN Show, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. And again, we have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, so feel free to leave a comment or question there as well. One final segment this hour coming up with me, Brad Carlson, the closer. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Sightseeing in Paris, at the mall in Bloomington, or on horseback in Dallas. We're where you are. Listen to AM 1280, The Patriot, at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. I appeal to you to fight. I fully recognize not everyone has a fighting nature, but everyone can help fighters. What's wrong is not to do either. If the troops have no supplies, the troops are worthless. This station is a fighter. So there's a very simple way for you to help this station, and that is just patronize their sponsors. Help us continue to keep the Twin Cities right by supporting the local businesses you hear on this station. Ah, man, winter's here, and I missed out on getting my roof done. Did you at least get your siding fixed? Nah, didn't get to that either. Well, I wouldn't worry. Just call JTR Roofing. JTR will give you an estimate and get your project on their calendar for first thing in the spring. There are a ton of roofing and siding companies. Why should I call JTR? First, check out their online reviews, like this one. JTR did the roofing and siding on our house. Fantastic. And conscientious workers. Okay. Or there's this one. I can't say enough about what great guys they are. JTR should be your first and last call. Hmm. Plus, JTR Roofing is also a locally owned company. They stand behind their work, and they'll be there for you in the years to come. JTR Roofing. Sounds like I better give them a call. Visit JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. JTR Roofing, windows, siding, and gutters. JTRRoofingInc.com. Education is absolutely the most critical decision you can make your children to get half off it's a no-brainer hi i'm jeff hi i'm trish his better half and we're from oakdale we wanted a strong christian school with conservative values the half off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family i asked the station several times to make sure that i understood that there weren't strings attached and, and there were no strings attached the impact on our kids has been amazing their critical thinking is stronger, and they're better equipped for life. Yeah, the power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Send your child to a private school for half the cost for their first year. No strings attached. For details and participating schools, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Welcome back, AM 1280 The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks all for tuning in. 651-289-4488. That's the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show for any comments or questions. And we do have the live stream up and running at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page. So feel to follow along 
there as well. I'm waving to the camera, so leave a comment or question if you so desire. Uh, speaking of Hennepin County Sheriff, I was talking about uh, the former Hennepin County Sheriff, Rich Stanick, getting into the gubernatorial race, running as a Republican. Uh, the man who defeated him uh, in the 2018 election cycle has said he will not seek re-election. This is from the Star Tribune. Hennepin County Sheriff David Hutchinson announced Wednesday that he won't seek re-election for the office in November. Hutchinson crashed his county-issued SUV in December after drinking at a sheriff's conference in Alexandria, Minnesota. He pleaded guilty to fourth-degree misdemeanor drunken driving charges and was sentenced to two years probation. Since that night, most Hennepin County commissioners, Governor Tim Walz, and other elective leaders have called for his resignation because there is now a candidate getting in the race that checks more boxes on the intersectionality score. No, no, it doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. Uh, that's my own opinion. Uh, since that night, Hennepin County Commissioners, Governor Tim Walls, and other elected leaders have called for his resignation. Yeah, and again, I'll tell you why. Because once a more palatable candidate, uh, Sawana Kirkland, got into the race, she's a black woman, so... You know, as the uh, progressives are wont to do, they support candidates with the most boxes in the intersectionality scorecard. And David Hutchinson, uh, he only checks one. He's a gay man. So, you know, sorry, two Trumps, one in this case. So and that was that was the uh, five of the seven Hennepin County commissioners. Literally, I think within 24 hours after Swana Kirkland announced her candidacy, they said Hutchinson should resign because. If he resigns, then the Hennepin County commissioners have the purview of selecting his replacement. So they can slip Miss Kirkland in as his replacement. And, oh, looky here. She ha- she would have, if my math is correct, about nine months of incumbency under her belt. So she can run as the incumbent sheriff uh, this coming election cycle. So we know why that is. And, of course, Governor Walls and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, once uh, reports came out that David Hutchinson was driving 120-plus miles per hour, okay, during this drunken stupor on Highway 94. That was a bridge too far from, for them, and he pleaded out this deal. You know, he copped a plea deal within a week after this offense in early December because he knew the black box findings would indicate, oh, yeah, I was probably going pretty fast. And the statute in Minnesota is if you are cited for reckless driving over 100 miles per hour, boom, automatic six-month revocation of your driver's license. And that tends to be a little thorny when you're a sheriff and have to, oh, I don't know, actually drive around Hennepin County. Uh, If you don't have a driver's license, that makes it a little difficult to do your job. And by the way, if uh, a regular, a civilian, a non-elected official would would have blown close to uh, double the legal limit, all right, you wouldn't have been able to carry a firearm for some time either because obviously Sheriff Hutchinson was carrying a firearm as well. So uh, the fact he was so adamant that he was not going to resign uh, was definitely a black mark against him. And he said he's going to let the voters decide. Well, it's pretty clear that in this environment, a law enforcement official acting so recklessly was not going to be reelected, particularly when he won, uh, defeated an incumbent by just, a couple thousand votes. Now that environment was favorable for progressives. I get it. The sheriff's race technically is nonpartisan, but when you had multiple progressive groups, including the Democrat for governor at the time, Tim Walls, who was ultimately elected governor, of course, vouching for you, endorsing your candidacy uh, in a blue wave election in 2018, that was obviously going to be some something in his favor. And now all that is gone because you're losing the support of all those people, particularly after these findings were coming out. Never mind they didn't have the profile and courage to come out and call for his resignation after just the drunk driving arrest. No, it was when all these other serious events were heaped upon it, like the driving 120 miles per hour, about lying that he wasn't the one driving. Oh, I wasn't the one driving. I wasn't the one driving. You know, saying that there was a driver that, well, had to have left on foot. Okay, and then later uh, recordings came out where he was calling asking if any bars were open just before he decided to drive on Highway 94 and go home in that condition. All right, once all of that came out, that was a bridge too far for Governor Walls and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, not just the driving drunk on its on its face. So that didn't reflect uh, well on them. So 
because they were made to look like fools in that situation, they certainly weren't going to endorse him for re-election. I'll read a couple more um, comments from this uh, story. Uh, in a statement, the sheriff said, after spending time over the past month having discussions with family, friends, and supporters, I have made the difficult decision to not seek re-election for Hennepin County Sheriff in the 2022 election. Early this morning, I informed my staff of my decision to not seek re-election. He declined to comment further. It's unclear what he plans to do after his term expires in January. Before becoming sheriff, Hutchinson was a sergeant with Metro Transit Police. Hutchinson, age 41, took office in 2019 after narrowly defeating longtime incumbent Rich Stanick, who recently announced that he will seek the Republican nomination for governor. The sheriff is paid $188,775 annually to oversee a department of 800 employees with an annual budget of $127 million. Hennepin County Commissioners Angela Conley and Chris LaTundress who called for Hutchinson's resignation, declined to comment Wednesday. Connolly previously tweeted she wanted Hutchinson to resign immediately to, quote, allow for a leader who can do his work in a healthy place, close quote. So there you have it. Uh, it was very obvious he was not going to win re-election, even though he said, oh, I'm going to let the voters decide. Well, early indications were that the people who were endorsed to you in 2018 were definitely not going to be in your corner in 2022, and obviously they hold uh pretty significant influence. So as a result, you know, why go through the charade of trying to think you can win re-election? Let's just move on. Now, the interesting aspect here, will there still be calls for his resignation? Will this placate Governor Walls and Lieutenant Governor Flanagan, as well as the Hennepin County commissioners, that he's not going to seek re-election? I mean, it's pretty obvious why he wasn't just going to abruptly resign because, you know, his job pays close to $200,000 annually. The guy needs to work. And if he were to resign immediately, what would he do for work? So I'm sure that is forefront on his mind and just kind of kicking the can down the road until Election Day. So it'll be interesting to see if the heat will continue on him to resign uh, from these high-profile officials who called for his resignation after these more damning details came out in mid to late January. So we shall see. Hour number one of the books, hour number two, coming back in mere moments with me, Brad Carlson, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back in mere moments. Go nowhere. Closing time. Turn all How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-764-2179. 800-764-2179. That's 800-764-2179. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Warning, warning, warning. Once you taste the Rack Shack's Patriot Burger, other burgers will never measure up. Hey, I'm Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot, and we've partnered with my friend Keith Hitner Sr. from the Rack Shack Barbecue to create a burger worthy of the Patriot name. It's a half-pound burger that's red, white, and blue through and through. American cheese on top, and the American flag proudly waves over the bun. The Patriot Burger comes with your choice of any of our delectable sides, like our famous hand-cut fries, all just for $12.80. Best burger in town as far as I'm concerned, and it's $12.80 anytime, any day. Try today at the Rack Shack Barbecue at the Cedar Cliff Center at Nichols and Cliff in Egan. Be careful. Once you try a Patriot Burger, you may never go back to a regular burger. That's the Rack Shack Barbecue at RackShackBarbecue.com. Get that Rack Shack attack, Rack Shack Barbecue, ooh, 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 yeah. At Salem Media Group, we are looking for sales professionals with a rare blend of talent and skill to be a part of our community. First, you know beyond any doubt that sales is your thing. 
And while your current situation may not embody this ideal, you are still committed to the consultative process, a sales method that incorporates creativity and partnership deeply rooted in a matchmaker philosophy. Second, you truly are a fanatic about prospecting. You love the hunt. You think about new business all the time and always have your antennas up for leads that make sense. And third, you are what we at Salem Media Group call an appointment procurement professional. That's right. You're skilled and adept at gaining a face-to-face audience with key decision makers to investigate win-win opportunities. If this threefold identity describes you, call me, Nick Anderson, General Manager at 651-289-4408 or visit us at am1280thepatriot.com. AM 12. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.